0: What do you do these days, man? Now I've been heavily involved and in, uh, been contracted out to work on um, programs uh, dealing with STEAM and educational system. Okay. Uh, utilizing my uh, my skill set in being able to do mentorship uh, through music arts, you know, utilizing performing arts to get individuals involved into other uh, career paths. You know in the stem or steam rather you know industry now so
1: what's the difference what you said you said stem and, and steam what's the difference what's that what's the a in uh steam for
0: art they started oh, okay. to realize that you know <laughs> yeah. one time they were squeezing it out they realized it's, it's time to bring that back in <laughs> yeah yeah yeah
1: now so um it was funny i was thinking the other day because i've been i don't know if you got a chance to see i talked to josh and i talked to a couple guys like from back in the music days and uh, it reminded me of like how you and I crossed paths um, through music yep. and through church. Um, how was it that you, cause I knew you through other people and I knew the whole 12 strings thing. Like there was, there was a moment where like everybody was talking 12 strings, 12 strings. Absolutely. How did that come about? Like how, how was that? Were you always the one that like led the charge on that? Was that something that was already established? Like where'd that come from?
0: Yeah, man, I, I definitely uh, led the charge on it, um, came from, vision within myself man um 12 strings was definitely I would say it was a generation three of what myself and angel have been doing all our lives
1: okay
0: it was just it was this just, um, just a different name that's all but um always been an individual that have attracted artists you know people like-minded um, finding ourselves in a space that uh with a common goal, and want to just work on our skills, skills, craft, uh, skill sets, um, and then also, um, man, we just love um, doing things with individuals that are like minded, especially when it had to do with the arts and stuff. So, as myself, been in it since I was four. So, hmm. you know, that's just something I've always still. It it it, ain't, it don't go nowhere, man. It's just <laughs> yeah. You're
1: not you're always, you're always involved in um. It's almost like building people. Like, like that coaching, that mentorship, whether it's you know, uh music or just life or spirituality, like I always seen you kind of like wanting to be around people, like let's grow together type of thing.
0: Absolutely, absolutely, man.
1: So you were doing you you've been doing programs back and forth. Like, are you doing any programs right now for like independently, or are you just you know working on other people's stuff? Like, what do you have going on as far as that?
0: So this this past season, I've been working for with helping other people, right? Okay. Um, doing what I've done for years, but just kind of more in the background. Um, While I'm doing that, I've also been working on some personal stuff as well that I endeavor and want to do. And it's just given me time to, to, I guess what I say, um, what can I say? Just hold that machine up even that much more and what it is and what I want to release while I'm supporting and helping other people and making them great and making their programs great as well um, to be able to succeed in reaching, reaching youth and young adults, man. So.
1: Yeah. I mean, where's that come from? Cause you always, it's funny. It's like, I, I I've seen you go, you, you've helped different organizations. You never been like, cause are you, are you still over at freedom or, or or what's that, you know, what's the situation?
0: Yeah. So freedom is definitely our home church. That is okay. my covering um, my accountability, all of that. Uh, but, but I, I'm not necessarily there every Sunday or you know anything like that, but the relationship's still strong, I'm accountable to that. Yeah. Um, Pastor Rick there, um, great relationship. Uh but now I've been mostly uh autonomous, if you will, I guess the word would be, and building um lives through discipleship, um and also helping other individuals launch. Man, my my scope has has changed a bit from you know, even 10 years ago, short as 10 years, um, this band had been more on focused on actually doing individual life changing life coaching, getting the the results that is hard to get when you're in the pulpit before 200 or 3000.
1: That's what I was going to say. Like you said uh, you said autonomous and that's kind of summarizes the way I see you in terms of that, because that's why I asked where you were at, because I know you always got a home church. But you kind of always like you have this drive where, like, nah, I, I gotta go do more and I gotta do this on my own. Um, where, like, for me, it's been in the business aspect, yours has kind of been ministry related more, you know, and, and the two kind of overlap a bit, right? Um, but you've been more ministry focused, and it's like, nah, I'm, I'm gonna go out there and create some programs. Like, where's that come from? Like, like where do you get that from? Like, what happened or, or coming up? Like, you identified a need and you got that drive in you. Like, where's that from?
0: Um, I- it mainly comes from the place of i walk in a manner where what would i've loved to have when right. i was doing it in certain areas or seasons of seasons in my life right you know what i mean and it's always having that that uh that extra push that person that has that knowledge that you know maybe they've obtained through experience and um, i would have loved to receive that much more knowledge where i could have skipped some um, not skip to say, I don't want to go through it, but I'm talking about like the pains, the, the yeah. things that bring you ill will sometimes. <laughs> like yeah. So And so I'm passionate about that because even though I had individuals in my life that was helping me, however, still, man, I we, we, we hit a lot of stuff, man. You know what I mean? And so uh, my my goal and my passion is anybody, and that's whether it's ministry, Building their business, marriage. As you know, my wife and I—we crazy about that. You know what I mean. Making sure marriages are strong, they're healthy. Um, uh, raising kids now—that's in our bandwidth now because we yeah. got kids now. You know they've showed up. Um, so different challenges with that, and how you um, how you win in all those areas. Finances uh, is as well as another thing. So everything we've been able to obtain and things that we've seen, or even I've. Felt and said, man, oh, I sure wish I could have <laughs> I could have skipped. Yeah. That one. You know what I mean? Not,
1: there's so a what? lot of stuff that we we have to get involved in. You know, um, I didn't even think about talking about this today, but it's kind of naturally feeling like a question I should ask you. Um I constantly think about our position as believers, um in terms of social issues. I look back and I see, you know, the people that made the greatest progress was you know, Reverend. Dr. Martin Luther King, there was huh. Malcolm X, who was a, a man of, of, of religion and spirituality. Yeah. Um, and I wonder, you as a person that kind of feels that drive to go out there and create programs, what can we do to improve that? Because I feel, like, I feel like we have a responsibility, right? And it's almost like we've been asleep at the wheel where it's like, why aren't we speaking on social issues? Why aren't we showing up at the White House? Um, one observation I had is um, in America, specifically the African-American African, African American population that believes in Islam and, and, and the nation of Islam here in America, say something crazy about Islam and they'll show up at the White House immediately. Absolutely. Um, now, with us, a lot of times we're not involved in social issues for whatever reason, but it's like there's a fear of like, well, what if they think this, that, or whatever? And, and there's like overlaps of like, well, we're under grace and we got to show grace. But at the same time, it's like it's hard to show grace when you are turning a blind eye to the social issues that are happening right in front of you. Like, h- how are you really going to say you love the person next to you when you're just going to be quiet when you see injustice happening right in front of you? Yes, no. So it's it's something that's been on my mind a lot, and now talking to you, it's like where the leaders at? Absolutely, man. Um, I, I don't I don't get it. I've been working with with a couple different uh, um, organizations, but it always you know what bugs my mind sometimes is like I'll drive past a Goodwill or a Salvation Army, and I'm like. How come the hungry have to go to somebody else? Why aren't they coming to us? You know, and, and it's it's funny because even to get on this topic, because normally I wanted to talk about business and stuff like that, right? But it, it's still it's still about, you know, um, to get to the business, you got to take care of people. Yeah, I think it's still it's it's still relevant. Um, if you aren't taking care of the people, there is no business to be had at all. Right. And, and and we're in a big community here in Virginia Beach, Norfolk, Portsmouth. Like these are places that it's people out here hurting, and the resources is just like we got so much resources that they're getting thrown away. They're just not being applied
0: and directed correctly. Listen, man, the platforms are out here for us to occupy. They yeah. are here. Um, the reason why that has not been, and I'll just just for my take, and then also being involved. You know, I'm I'm in both worlds. And so I see both. And I and one, I'll say definitely in the marketplace, there are so many platforms and opportunities for us to move in. And begin to have a, a a place of influence, but we're not looking in those directions because a lot of and I I did a post about this a few few weeks ago, but man, it, it, and I believe it has to do a lot with relationship and understanding where the father really wants us to be, right? right? And so we kind of get that mixed up when we're purpose driven versus promise driven. Mm. So, and you know, and, and I know there's been a book out there, you know, man, wrote purpose driven life, all this stuff, but. Man, it's a fine line with that, because when you're purpose driven, you become it's hard not to become self-centered. And and so I can speak this for individuals or I can speak this as ministry as a whole. Ministries can be purpose driven, too, because we want what do we want to do? Fulfill the purposes of God. Right. We want to, you know, so then when we take that aspect, we start to become even not just individually, but even ministry self-centered. Right. Right. Where then we're now we're just We're We're looking at stuff like this and we're forgetting about all of what's really going on and where we're really called to. So those places suffer. Right. And then what happens is when those places are suffering, it leaves opportunity for other things, other people, other philosophies, other beliefs, other. They're all taking spaces. And all bringing new faces from those different areas. And then what happens is the the voice of the believer gets washed out Hmm. because we're not in the places that we should be. But our hearts are focused on the purpose and trying to do something. We strive so hard to do something for God where the father's like, I don't necessarily need you to do something for me. I want to float something through you. And there's a difference right, between doing and being.
1: Right.
0: I think that's where we get that kind of mixed up where we don't see as many places. So, for example, myself, it didn't take much for me to get in position. And what I've been doing, working with um, organizations, they're placing me in positions to be director, the lead. Right. Um, creating my own um, programs creating things they want this because what they say is we don't know how to connect we don't know how to relate to the kids we don't know how to get underserved kids interested in anything that could benefit them in their future right well so they would never know that i had that expertise if i never came to the table
1: and it's crazy because the answer is love at all times it's- um when we talk about the underserved and we talk about the the opportunities they don't have, like I look at, I tell people sometimes this concept of, well, go get a job, right? Well, pull yourself up by bootstraps. Well, stop making excuses and go work. Those things, they make sense to an extent, right? Like here's the thing, you have to go work. And at the bottom line, your reality is your reality. And this is the reality you have to succeed in. Um, Some people are going to have it harder than others. But at the same time, I've been telling people more and more, the older I get and the more experience I get with different communities. I'm like, you got to be careful with how you, the advice you give sometimes comes from a place more of critique and negativity. And you're not understanding how to build people up necessarily because you're not bothering to put yourself in their shoes one like for one second. Okay. Like Some people don't understand what it is that within a five mile radius, there is no supermarket. And if you can't afford a car, because that's where you're at right now, you can't afford a car, how can you get a job? How can you go to a good supermarket and get healthy food? This place is in Norfolk right now where the best food they can get is at a gas station. So you go tell them, well, why don't you go get a job and stop being lazy? It's like our our struggles aren't exactly the same. And the 100% that you give is not going to be the 100% that I have to give. When I got to walk five miles versus you hop in a car and go. Like let's not even deal with the difference in motivation. Like people just have different motivations. People have different upbringings and stuff. Yeah. Um, it's it's hard to just tell somebody, nah, you're not doing good because you don't want to. Yes, it's true in the immediate future. It's like when I tell people about politicians. It's like you can get upset about what president is in office. It's not going to change what you have to do today. Come on. If, if if today if today you have a bill that's due you have to do something about it. Complaining about Trump or Biden is not going to change the situation and yeah. debating with your friends online and offending each other. Yeah. And uh, this president is horrible. That's why you got to vote for a Republican. That's why you got to vote for Democrat. What's that going to do for you right now? What is it going to do for you right now? Because it's, it's still heavily on the individual. So yeah, there's just like with salvation, it's a hundred percent on you, but we have to be careful because there's systems in place to help a whole bunch of other people that are doing way better than others. And there's all kinds of systems in place for them. But then the ones that actually need the help, they get overlooked regularly. And there's programs in place for them. And I constantly find my journey in business, I've been finding that there's just an information gap. It's not a skill gap. It's not a a gap in drive. I have the drive. I have Imagine. the skills and the talent. Where's the information? I need. I need that mentorship. And that's why I started this podcast to begin with. Because I'm like, I want to talk to people that are living different lives that are, you know, different levels of success and they're different parts of their journey. Because this information I'm missing, and I feel like me, as much as I believe in myself, it's not even an arrogance thing. But it's like once I have that information, I'm gonna be set. I'm good. I don't You're need dead. no one giving me a handout. Just give me the information.
0: Right. That's good, man. No, that's so good. There's like people. So me being in these spaces in these spaces now, uh, we have no idea. A lot of people have no idea how far behind our nation is when it comes to the the curve that's coming with technology. And this is why there's been such a heavy emphasis on the ones that were overlooked. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I'm, of communities, they've been overlooked for so long, it's catching up and messing with our economy because you got to think about generations that have been overlooked, right? not had availability to information, not that they don't know how, but not having the information to be able to uh, enhance what's all, the giftedness that's already inside of them. So you got, you're telling there's generations that have been lost. So now- they said literally by twenty thirty, we're gonna be there's gonna be a shortage. That ain't long. That ain't long from now. Mm-hmm. Twenty thirty, there's gonna be a shortage in aviation pilots. Mm-hmm. We not the, the planes that are being built and, and you know to be flown then and you know uh, production and all that stuff. We are not yeah. gonna have pilots to fly them, man. There's mm-hmm. gonna be a shortage because they, they're looking at them like man, because there's no kid, Number one's being right. Right, Taught right. shown That, you know, hey, get into this field and you got to imagine how many kids have that gift in them, but they don't have access to the information. That's just one thing. Man, there's gazillions of things that they're saying that we're going to be such in a shortage because they dropped the ball and it's starting to feel the pinch. So mm-hmm. this is now opportunities for so many people, those who I want to own my own business. I want to do. tell you we're owning your own business is going to be in the future and making good money and servicing people. Where right. If you're in the area of service, that's going to be the area of making the money or technology in itself. AI, all of this stuff that's coming out. Um, there was a strong statement made at a table that I was at. Man, it was so powerful. guy said, um, Asian individual, he says, you know, th- th- here's how scary this is. Many underserved Families, parents who valued education. They sent their kids by work to college, to school, help um, provide for them by working at grocery stores, being cashiers. Right. You know what I'm saying? Counting money in some type of way, themselves doing it. And he said, Do y'all know, especially in the West Coast, there's full grocery stores now. Only two people working in there, and the rest is self-checkout. And he's saying that some people look like that. That's not a big, he said, you have no idea how big deal that is. Because when they get laid off, they have no skill set to be able to advance to the things of the way the you know technology is going. So now it creates a domino effect that some people don't even know is coming, man. And so when we're doing this, even he said, he made a statement, he said, even with the job um, job training skills, he was like, of course, we got to do that. But he said, why are we still training young people to do jobs? that are gonna, They're not even going to be in existence. Right. Next five to 10 years. Why are we wasting time on that and not exposing these kids to more things that are dealing with the way the world's going? Technology.
1: They, they don't even know that it's possible um it 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 doesn't even occur to them um i've talked about that before when it comes to business it's like i want these kids to understand that college is fine there's nothing wrong with college or great about college this is your individual path like it's not one is better than the other um but i want these kids to understand too that the generation you're growing up in now everything is truly possible if you want to work for yourself you can do that there's the ability to do that technology has closed that gap to where you don't need to work for somebody else you truly have the ability to get the drive now, it's a whole different conversation as far as the technology gap itself, because go to Norfolk and tell these boys they could do whatever they want. They don't have a laptop, they don't have internet. What are you supposed to do? Um, and again, that's the things I want people to realize. Like When those jobs go away, you tell them, okay, you lost your job at the grocery store, go get another job. I hear people say that, and it's like, you clearly must have never been let go from a job or lost a job because, oh, again, man. I got fired today. What am I supposed to do right now? What am I supposed to do? Okay, I applied for 20 jobs. What do I do right now? What do I do tomorrow morning? you know and and it's funny i was talking to somebody um recently that's part of a local organization and i was saying in the minority community um you know i'm i'm big on never using um your 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 upbringing for an excuse to not achieve i'm always big on that me individually right um, but i say you know if we look at society as a whole right minorities a lot of times you deal with a certain pressure of a low expectation from society and i could look at it as a man right you go You essentially beg for a job to go work somewhere. And a lot of times you end up working somewhere where they don't look like you. They don't speak like you. There's a little underlying uncomfortableness about, you know, where I am. Right. Mm -hmm. And That adds a certain level of stress. And then you start thinking, like, why do you get overlooked on certain positions? Why are certain comments being made? And as a man, it's like you leave your house, your sanctuary, and you're at a place where you're eight to 10 hours being bombarded with like negative thoughts. And you're constantly questioning yourself as an individual and you end up taking that home. And at home, you end up with people that should be your your sanctuary. You end up letting that anger, that frustration out on your family. And you start seeing generations of families split. And you're wondering why. Why is it? And it's like, you know, in other communities where you guys are well-to-do, you know, you don't understand how fortunate you are and how much financial strain really affects a marriage. How much it affects being a parent. Like, how that affects the way you move. Yes. And it's like, you know, you can't look at them and say, well, just be a better father. Well, you need to. Yes, I get it. Like, I'm the first one that says, yo, on a one-on-one basis, I'll tell you, you got to get your stuff right. Stop right. Pointing your finger at everybody else. You, right. the individual, has to get your stuff right. Right. But when society wants to paint broad strokes and say, "Now, nah, y'all got to get your stuff together, it's like, understand the situation yeah. and understand yeah. what we need to do. The Thank access to jobs is incredibly important.
0: Yes. Yes. So, And then not being able to look at, and that's why I'm, you know, I, I, that's why I love being positioned to do what I can do, because I know a lot of individuals in those spaces, they don't understand that. So Mm -hmm. to be able to be there, to know that first to touch the person is the most important thing because individuals that you might try to lead and actually call yourself helping, you first gotta identify the holes that are there, man, and find out how can you help fill those holes? Because until you able to do that, a lot of what you put in them, is just gonna go right through
1: Yeah
0: they're still trying to survive all these holes up in them mm-hmm. so they're going to try to go to the first thing you know ticket man like it's easier for me this is easier this is oh, oh you're just trying to find a scapegoat you know what i mean you're just trying to you want the easy oh no, man you don't you see all these holes <laughs> like so if no one's taking the time to build up right? The individual and to actually build up what's going on and deal with those issues and those mental issues that have, not that they had uh mental issues in the beginning, but trauma, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that trauma starts building stuff. And until you're able to effectively deal with that and, and really touch that person and show that love, as you mentioned earlier, it's, 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 a, it's yeah, you
1: climbing up a hill, man. It's it's, it's like um, it, it's like a, we could look at people and say, you know, you ever had a bad day and then come home and you lash out at your kid and you end up apologizing. <laughs> it's like I'm, I'm pretty sure most people have like a, a situation like that, like they lash out, they have a bad day and they might lash out at their wife or something like that. Right. And I wish people would put into perspective, what if you lived a life where every day was a bad day? What if it was? Come on, man. Well, what if every day you had was a bad day? You go to a job you can't stand. What if that was? And then imagine that being a bad day every day for so long that it becomes normal. And you don't even bother apologizing anymore. This is just right. life now. This is just the way things are. Same I stuff. talk I talk about that with the way we were raised and why, you know, I'm real careful to tell people there is no one way to raise a kid. If you believe in, in physical discipline or if you believe in timeouts or whatever, there's no one way. So I'm not going to tell you you're wrong or right. I'm not. Yeah. Right, But what I tell people that are adamantly against, like, you know, uh, and this is a touchy subject, but let's go there, whatever. Um, where they're adamantly against, like, you never raise your voice against a kid or you never touch a kid for any reason at all. Um, also, understand that people's situations are completely different. Because, again, talking about when you live in a life where you're bombarded with negativity and you're bombarded with all these thoughts, yeah. a lot of times, the quickest way from A to B, they end up getting physical discipline. That, that's the, how they end up handling it. Because right. that's it. That's the quickest response, right? It's not the best response, but no. it's the quickest. It's the quickest way sometimes. And again, it, it's, it's understanding the perspective of you got to sit there and, and, and see the full situation. You can't just look at people and tell them, raise your kids differently, go to work, go get a job. There's an attack on the family and you don't have a full a full scope of what's going on. And all. I always look at it. I, I Man, I hate to put it negative publicly, so I try to be delicate about it, but it's like, there's certain sectors of society where they end up doing some of the most violent crime. Where we look at school shootings and mass shootings, and it seems like this part of society wants to tell another part of society what they should do with their kids. And it's like we all could do better, right? Like, we, we, yeah. there is no one way. If there was one way, then we'd never have these issues with with mass violence and mass shootings and stuff like that. If they if they was all black and white and it was easy, wouldn't it be? Sure. So not it, it, we have to create jobs and we have to understand the impact that it has on different people and that these programs are necessary a, yeah. lot, a lot of times the funding doesn't even go that way we can yeah. go all the way down the rabbit hole as far as how schools are funded you know how how is your school ever going to be better if you live in a particular neighborhood that doesn't have the tax income for it to ever be better
0: yeah and yeah. i look at
1: um and i learned when i was working in norfolk i learned that you know um and it makes sense Target, Kroger, all these—you know—any big company that would be like a grocery store, or whatever, any company, they'll do research on a local community before they bother investing anything. And it makes sense from a business sense. It's like, why, why is Chick Fil A gonna put a Chick Fil A in a spot where the median income is ten thousand dollars a year? Yeah. They're not gonna bother. Oh what, yeah. What What are the people in that neighborhood supposed to do? I, I'd I'd love to hear that answer. You got no car. You got no income. What do I do today? What i do right now and that's why these programs are necessary to show people as possible and yeah. you know norfolk specifically is great because they're, they're pushing right now for um the internet to be almost like a utility yes it's like and it, and it needs to be that i think i think we're well beyond that conversation where the internet should be just yeah. like water and light like why why are there homes anywhere without internet
0: Without it, yeah man and uh, yeah and I, I believe there was the infrastructure bill has that in there now that that should be fixed Within the next two years, from what from what I'm hearing and seeing, individuals, I know those who set up businesses, they started. See, this is another thing. When you're at the table, when you when you make yourself available, you see what's opening up, and you can start businesses to meet certain needs of laws that are passed. Right, that's going to help fund your business. Mm-hmm. And so I and I know individuals that they saw that coming, that infrastructure bill coming uh for um uh internet and, and all of that stuff, and they created a business that fast because they were at the table, and then you're now you're connected to individuals that can get you those contracts and they already making money, man. Just that fast.
1: That's a major point too. We have to be present. It kind of goes back to what I was saying about Dr. King and and, and Malcolm X. It's like you have to be present or else these things are never going to happen. Yeah. And we have to know that we have to be present. It's got to be more of a speaking up. Um, I don't know. I mean, it's tough. It's tough to organize a group of people, but it's like, you have to. We, we got to find a way. We got to, you know, combine with other organizations that are doing it. And, and there'd be cooperation across, you know, all, all kinds of people to say, you know what, enough is enough. We got to show up. We have to. And we got to tell people, no, you're not going to lie to us and then go four years and not do what you said you were going to do. You're going to do it.
0: Yes. They got, thing, they got another one. I was glad I was at the table because this is something that I'm, another thing I'm working on in, in business I created to help meet this need. We, who knew this was coming? But there's, they, so they're realizing, especially with the suicide rate, the bullying, the internet, all that stuff going on in the schools. So they created now a category called emotional healing. Okay. And so, and then, so like individuals like ourselves, we at the table, that should make our ears perk up like emotionally. I, I, we know who can heal emotionally, <laughs> like, you yeah, yeah. know? Yeah, yeah. So why not step up to that plate? And because of that, been able to put an offer and be able to get accepted by that offer to make money in creating mentorship for emotional healing. And it can be faith-based. So, you know what I mean? If you're a an ind- believer and you're individual, but you got to be at the table, you see what I'm saying? And, Uh, You get to plan it out, write it out yourself. All they want is give us something that we know that can help impact and mentor our children uh, from being abused, you know, uh, verbally and across the Internet, being bullied and to keep them from attempting suicide. The suicide rate is already astronomical, but the attempting part, they don't really share. And that's Mm -hmm. higher. See, we forget about that there's a lot that attempt but thank god they didn't you know it didn't come to completion right but that's a whole nother number by itself brother. you know what i'm saying and yeah, I, yeah. a lot of folks don't realize that so we got to be in those spaces and places to feel that because many aren't stepping up to the plate and most of the individuals that do a lot of times it's because they have some some type of relationship with, with with god you know what i mean
1: do you know um I mean, I, I, I don't know. Do, do, do you know the um, some places that like what's the best step to go? if like if somebody now the individual wants to go help. Like, do you know of any places that's like who needs help out there?
0: Yep. So the, the way you find that out is going to like they have the meetings at the city Okay. Um, and they and they talk about what's going on, like in the school system, um, what they have need of, um, what has spiraled down, what's doing good. If they need after school programs, if they need tutoring, if they need uh, mental health issues, you know all of that stuff, they let you know at the at the city meetings, and um, and that's how you find out. That's one way to do it. Another one is like for myself, the way it happened for me is man finding out man I got a skill set. Let me just go and start looking different organizations. Like what are they doing? What can you know? How can I help? How can I contribute? And then connecting with Uh, other organizations that are already in the field. And again, making yourself available to come to the table. And a lot of that sometimes, Rev, like it takes time to do that. So sometimes people say, man, I don't have time to do that, man. I don't have, you know, but it's okay. Like try to carve time out just to get knowledge because you never know what you're going to run into. And just make yourself available. It may not pay you right off the bat, so a lot of the stuff I'm getting now and I've been able to get paid for and getting paid for, I won't get paid in the beginning. <laughs> I just made myself available, right?
1: Because you loved it, because you got the passion
0: for it. Exactly. And that pat and then when the passion is there, make yourself available. And it will it will definitely map itself out. And, and that's kind of what I'm experiencing right now. It's really exciting. And so many things are opening up for different areas that um it's just too much work out here you know what I mean? Like so much work and, and you don't have to worry about overlapping or somebody may say this, well, you know, Mo doing that, man, I ain't going, man, you know, I'm a, there cannot be enough people <laughs> to, to fill this gap. You know, I heard you say that um, when you was, I watched you in the cold session and, um and you were just like, man, it's, it's a whole lot of areas to eat out here,
1: but. Yeah, no, it's impossible for one person to do it all. And, and who yeah. would want to, um, And that comes from, you know, I'd look at it too, like the way I was raised in in the area I was raised in, right? Like there was real, it's a lot of aggression when I was growing up, a -hmm. lot of aggression um, between, you know, um, friends in the the community I was around. Um, And I say that to say that it it gives you a calloused heart. It makes you feel like I have to keep everything that I've earned, it's it's for me and only me. And I don't want no one to touch this. And I don't want no one to even share because they might take it and and leave me behind. Right. Um, As an adult, I don't have those issues anymore. And especially as my business has grown, I've learned that I can't do it all myself anyway. Even if I wanted to, yeah. Um, even if you know, even if I chose to sacrifice my family, sacrifice my, my my faith, if I put all those things aside, I still wouldn't have the time to do what I wanted to do the way I wanted to do it. Um, and I also recognize that you know my passion more is in creating opportunities. I honestly don't even. After I got fired some years ago, like over ten years ago, I got fired from a job, and yeah. it changed my perspective on money. It was like a moment where God is like, you know. The, what are you relying on money for? Like money comes and goes. I'm going to show you right now how quickly all of that stuff can go away. And then what do okay. you have? Come on, so man. Today, I don't even look at money as like, a. it doesn't motivate me. It's, it's necessary to get to certain steps in business and help people out. But yeah. it's not where I find my worth anymore. Like I legit was like impressing myself. I was real proud of how much I had in the account. And that was who I was, was my account. It really was like such an ego thing. Yeah. And I was like, money stinks to me. It it doesn't move me one bit. There's no amount of money you could pay me to compromise my faith, my character, none of that. Like that, not even a bit. That can be, uh,
0: it's very good to have. Um, you know, when you when you was mentioned even about it of what it is, myself I view it as strictly, and I this is where I teach a lot of my individuals, my students, um, those who are you know ministry with me. Once you can really view it as a tool, you're gonna be good.
1: hmm. And oh, you know what I learned. Dude, you know what I learned spiritually back, uh, back in the day when um when I lost a job is you want more money, give it away. That that too. You you, you, you start sowing into the community, you see how yeah. that money starts coming right back. You won't you won't be able to keep it. Like you just start sending it, sending, sending it, These, you know, doing what you're supposed to do, you know, your tithes, your offerings, and you help the community. That money just keeps flowing and flowing and flowing in. It's like we've seen it. Like I, I've learned that God like pours into people that just keep emptying their cup over and over and over again. Like I'm not gonna walk around with a full cup and say, "Why doesn't God give me more?" Like, are you serious? Because it's gonna spill out the sides, and you're gonna throw it away, and no one else is gonna have any opportunity to share from that. Yeah. So you got to keep emptying that cup over and over and over again. And, serious, Phil. and you and you won't have any needs. You won't.
0: Yes, nah, that to have that, and again, that's definitely a place that's internal comes from you know internally um, to want to give, to want to serve. Uh, posturing yourself in that manner um, will always keep you. Bless. Don't mean you won't hit no hard times. Don't mean you mm-hmm. won't face no stuff. But He will always keep you. Say, man, I I I know this, and speaking from experience, uh, brother, like when you just serve people and love people, right, and position yourself in that posture, He will take care of you. I'm in position. I've been in positions for years where, and this has always been a heart of mine, because the Father always calls me to individuals that are in need. And when they're in need, you raise them up to a place to understand giving and understand and positioning themselves. And normally with Angel and I, what usually happens is when the person usually gets to that place, they fly, it's time to leave. Right. So rarely, you know, even doing ministry and, and pastoring and things of that nature, you don't see that, you don't get to see that side, right? Um, from what we're called to. And so a lot of individuals and the pastor friends of mine, things of that nature, you know, they're constantly on. And I have been, I've been on staff, salary and everything. Uh, but most of my stuff, man, it's always been, the father always gives me a business, gives me an idea, gives, you know, support, sponsor. He covers us, man. And I see it every time. And we've been able to see it since we've been walking this way. And man, never have been without. Right, always have been, and even at hard times and lows and things of that nature, he'll send individuals, people, things will happen, something will come across where we never end up being without man. And I'm telling you, that is a piece that you just can't buy, brother. What's you? What's
1: you? Yes, I'm learning, I'm learning a lot. This, uh, this year is all about embracing the timing, embracing God's timing. That's good. Um. I used to think it had to happen by a certain age or by a certain year, arbitrary stuff. It's like rap. I, I equated with that too. I think about, you know, back when I was like 18, I'm like, oh, I'm not going to be rapping past 30. Why? Right. You know, <laughs> that, that's silly.
0: right um, that's and, funny. And, yeah. My gosh. Yeah. And, and the just,
1: same thing with business, you know, with business, it's like, there used to be these arbitrary things you put yourself up against. And maybe that's part of, too, how we're raised. Like we, we start thinking that we have to, you know, society says that by, you know, 35, you're supposed to have a house and kids. And by 40, you better be a successful business person. And by 55, you better be retired. It's like I tell people now, it's like you plan on dying tomorrow <laughs> because what's the issue? Where, where, where do these numbers come from that I have to be by certain date? I have to achieve X, Y, Z. I heard somebody tell me once this gentleman was about. He's 60 years old. He was like, Man, I wish I would have opened up a motorcycle shop. I'm like, what you mean you wish? You're still drawing air into your lungs, right?
0: Man, do it.
1: Man. Like, I don't understand. I told you, you so you're gonna die tomorrow, right? No. So do it. What's the worst? And especially when, like, now where, where I'm at mentally man. and emotionally, the money's worthless to me. So it's like the worst that could happen to you is you're gonna lose some money. That's the worst that could happen to you. Right, right. Right. So go open the business and it fails. So what? Yeah, man. Like, I seen, um, who was it? Pitbull the the rapper uh, had an analogy. He was like, you know, when when a baby first starts to walk, everybody around the baby starts clapping and saying, take the next step. Come on, come on, come on. He was like, a baby walks because everybody, his mom, dad, and and everyone around is clapping and saying, come on, come on, do it, do it, do it. And the baby starts walking. We know the baby's going to fall. As soon as you see the baby take his first step, you know he's going to fall. But we don't say, hey, stop walking. You're going to fall. Yeah, yeah. We say, come on, let's let's go, let's go, let's go, let's go. And he was saying, he was like, as we become adults. That attitude goes away. As you wow. become an adult, you start taking risks and stuff, and every adult around you tells you, Don't do that. You're going to hurt yourself. Don't yeah. do that. You're going to fail. You're going to lose the house. Don't you yeah. know you have kids? Don't you- like, you're going to risk everything for that? Right. And it's like, Imagine if, as society, we just kept that same energy that we do for babies. It's like, Nah, you're going to open a business. Let's go. Do it. Do it. Do it. You're going to make it. You're going to make it. Do it. It's like, How much more successful will we be? How much further will we be?
0: Man, I had so many folks in my time uh, say, exactly what you're saying. Don't do it. Why would you do that? Oh my God, you investing that much in that many folks. Why are you doing this? Why are you doing that? Because it's a love of mine. Mm-hmm. And I'm so glad I didn't listen to it. Why are you going to go do that? Why are you going to buy that now? Why you... I'm so glad I didn't listen, man. And I just went and followed through and was willing to take those risks. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? And there's yeah. some risks you can take that might come back and bite you. What, what the best best thing? I mean, I, I think the worst way you can take that is if you don't learn from it. Learn from it and keep it moving. It was still an amazing experience. Keep it moving, man. And so, I, I, what you're saying, man, is so much truth into that because uh, you only, like you said, you only live once, and the last thing you want to do. I wish I had a when that time may be up, man. I always wanted to. I refuse. It any of those words come out of my mouth man yeah. and that's how I live consistently and I, and I don't regret a thing those those age limit man you saying something you know what i mean like had i had that mindset if we had that mindset even you know something that you probably know a little bit of our story but me having my son at 43 years old man most are like and i'm looking at all the other folks like my 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 peers or they have grandkids <laughs> 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 they, they have they got grandkids, my son age. You know what I'm saying? Right, but right. I'd been having that mindset, then it possi it was a possibility that my he could have come in my life and be a burden to me. The, I just you I get what you're saying. I get yeah, yeah, yeah. If yeah. I had that mindset, man, sh- I was about to re- fixing myself to be retired, man. I'm fixing, I could have been doing oh man, what I gotta do that. No nah, man, because I always and having that mindset ahead of time. I'm so glad I had it because he just he popped up. We we knew he was cut. We knew he was a promise. But honestly, I'ma tell you, after about seven years of trying and nothing, you kind of Yeah, yeah. He's just Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. It is what it is. Yeah. When he showed up 14 years later, (laughs) I'm glad that the, you know what I mean? That mindset there. And then what did I do then after that? Man, I gotta, I gotta infant at 43 what I'm gonna do raise my quality of life up now I'm gonna start not that I was eating bad I'm gonna start eating even better I'm gonna start getting in this gym I'm you see what I'm saying because when he 10 I want to be able to do everything I I could possibly do right with you will. experience that whatever you know what I mean at yeah. 20 I need to be I need to be good you know what I mean not because I just uh I'm old now like you said Nobody. You got you
1: got, you have the excuse. You could you could have the excuses and you'd be valid. nobody be able to argue you down on it. It's nope. like, yeah, no, it's like, look, I'm 50 years old, what you want me to do? Right. But <laughs> but I go back to the same thing, and, and I you know, I say these things. Um, I've learned too to be careful with how I communicate because a lot of times I'll say certain things aggressively, but really, what it is is me trying to pump myself up, me yeah. trying to remind myself, like, yo, this, this is more for you. It's like when you preach. A lot of that word is more for you than it is for the congregation. Preaching, y'all. Like this is this is cutting more to me. It's like I'm just out here sharing it. Like this is this is cutting me. Yeah. So a lot of times it's like I, I, I gotta be conscious of my delivery, but um nah, it, it's 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 important. Like I put these things together to understand it, to, to think back and, and remember. It's like it's all a process. All this is a process. There are no dates, you have to keep pushing. It is it's gonna be on you. Who cares if you had a kid at 60? Okay. I got to get at 60. Right. I got to get right. I got to get right. Or else I could just die and be like, yeah, you know what? I was 60. That's why I'm not around. You know, and my kid will understand. He likely will. Right. It's like, yo, you could have done better. You, yeah. you could have. You yeah. And and I'm driven today. I don't have any, uh, you know, I, I've moved away from the arbitrary numbers of have to achieve XYZ by a certain time. But I do feel urgency. I feel the urgency of like, what this are you going to do right, right now? What are you yeah. going to do with your time right now? Not that you have to be done by a certain date. Nope. But just know that this this time is finishing. You know the spiritual aspect. The bells are ringing, man. I feel like um, I'm a big fan of boxing, and it's like when there's a couple seconds left in the round, you start hearing those snaps, the clap, clap, clap. The round's almost over. I feel like that's what's happening right now in the atmosphere. Oh man, As the round's almost over. This is happening. Like I, I heard Pastor Rick one time say that the the earth is yearning. He's like the 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 planet itself is giving testimony that this is wrapping up. Yes, this is wrapping up. Um. More so than in the past. I was talking to a, a friend of mine at church, kind of joking, like, oh, you remember when we were kids and, you know, the people were like, you know, it's coming soon. It's coming soon. And it's like, yeah, 30 years later, it hasn't happened. But now I feel like an old head because I'm like, yes, it's happening. It's happening soon. Right. It's happening soon. I'm repeating the same thing. It's kind of like, pay attention. Pay attention. There's wars. There's rumors of war. Right. right. I, I, t- I, I talk about how the love has become colder. And I'm talking about on a social scale globally. This is all things that were prophesized. The you know, the, the, the hearts are getting harder. People are being way more disconnected. I even see in my lifetime, you know, I grew up in the internet age. Um, I saw some things online that I probably shouldn't have seen in terms of violent things. You could literally see people get killed, not an act. You could see it happening. Um, And that at a time in my life, I saw it so often on the internet when I was a kid, where it was easy for me to see this. It was nothing. I could eat and watch these things. It became entertaining to right. see human beings go through suffering um right. and I think about that that was just me now right. on a global scale where people are not even watching it on a screen they're seeing it day to day they're living in war zones themselves yes and the hearts are like you know where we're, we're we're at a point now where it's a saying where it's like hate is not the opposite of love it's this it's um not disinterest it's uh, indifference indifference is the opposite of love Yeah, and that's what I think we're on now. We're like it, like globally, there's an indifference. Like, so what? So that that's where you get like, just go get a job. I don't care. I don't care about your situation. I don't care if you have nowhere to sleep tonight. I'm gonna move on and do my thing. I got a spot to live. I did what I had to do. Why didn't you? Come on. And 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 the time is running out because of that. I think that as far as that goes, that part will get worse. Society will will raise up, and I bet you quality of life will go because in some ways we're gonna see a utopia around here. We're gonna see. People live in different lives, but what you're also going to see is people not caring about each other at all. Yeah, then they're not going to think a second time about a person.
0: It's definitely getting there, man. We're practically yeah. already there in some areas. Yeah, yeah. yeah. not
1: and, and the internet. You know, I I see this whole pandemic as part of it. The pandemic taught a lot of people that needed to be around people. Because I'm an introvert, I don't need to be around nobody. You can leave me alone for three years, and I'll be in my house, and it won't bother me one bit. <laughs> right, right, but. But for the people in society that needed that social connection, the pandemic showed you how to live by yourself, and people are learning. Oh, none of us need any anybody as far as social connection. We don't need it, and I got the internet. Right, and I disconnect completely. Man. So it is. It, it's, it's great that you know you're still involved in these these uh, organizations and kind of helping the community out because they need it, especially these kids. Like my heart hurts for the kids more than anything. The adults. Oh. <laughs> You got to man up. You have to. You know right. the information is out there. Look for the information, man. Look yeah. for it. Get what you need. Everybody's situation is going to be different, and you're going to need information for you. Yeah. Absolutely. But these kids, man. These kids that
0: they, they need they need people, man. They do, man. They do, and they they can be easily led once you just show that time. Right. Easily, man. I've seen it time and time again, man. Different programs, different projects, different centers I've done, different all of that, man. And it's and it don't take a whole lot, just a little time, mm-hmm. just a little time, and they'll answer. You know, some I, mean, I remember years ago. Somebody, said, man, how you deal with them bad tail kids? You know what I mean? <laughs> and, and I'm like, man, you know, it's easy to say that, but when you find out what they really facing, yeah, these ain't bad kids, man. They reacting yeah. off of something that they're seeing and experiencing. And all if you just show that consistency, they will open up your symbol. They like flowers, man. That's just kind of closed up. But you give them what, what they need, and that 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 love, that consistency, even because they interpret consistency as love. Right. This is the scary thing, though. It can be any type of consistency. That's no. why we need to do our part. That is something that is good, because they will open up to any type of consistency that's major Got the baby the baby girls out here man and they they online and they got these predators and stuff and they opening them up and they meeting them and using them and abuse the because that dude or that woman because women doing that they were consistent <laughs> that's it yeah. That's, yeah they were consistent so they got ground they got territory in their mind, in their head, and became influential. And it don't take much for us to do the same, man. And um, you'd be surprised how it can turn and change the trajectory of a child's life, the whole thing. Not some, but the whole, man. So definitely, man, that's, I, I love doing what I do. Um, born to do it, I'll do it until Christ return, man. I like no, that's right. To that's right. Me place we we have we
1: have to keep pushing and i want to get more involved i I made it intentional to this year i want to get more involved in community stuff it ain't just business 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 so you're gonna see me out there um doing stuff with the community it's time it's time but but i appreciate you man i appreciate everything you're doing um even when we're not connecting regularly man i still i still be looking out um to what you have going on and and kind of you know being aware um and it's inspiring, man. It's inspiring to see people just still pursuing their passion, and I want to keep seeing that, man.
0: Yeah, no, for sure. Same here, man. And um, something you said about business wise, uh, not too long ago, which you, which really, um, I want to share with you. You said, how you're not, um, I guess, like hungry or money driven or anything like that. And I yeah, want to, yeah. you know, I've done business with you a few times, right? Yeah, and yeah. I want to share this with everyone who watches it that someone who's looking for services or look, you know, to do that, it also helps win the deal. Like, that's one thing I've, I've already always appreciated about you, your confidence, you know, your value and the way you move, you never rushed something or you weren't about trying to hurry up her. Like you, you were just always willing to, with how much time it takes, um, you know, if the season's right right now, if we can connect and we can do it like that's always. And that's what keeps me coming back for certain things that I know I need. I can count on. Them. I'm like, I know it is. I ain't got to check. Somebody else might have this. They might have something extra or whatever. I ain't into that. I'm into the relationship, the character of the individual, the integrity of the individual. And that's what keeps me bringing my money to them. And like I so appreciate you, man. the things, brother, that I. Why always on certain things I come to you you know what I mean And it will always be that because I know what I'm gonna get and I know you you respect the artistry and the craft but then you also you don't cut corners you tell the truth about whatever it is that we're trying to do or what you're trying to see and all that matters man and that to me that's making us a, of a good businessman someone that uh understands how to do business man so yeah, i know.
1: appreciate you man that's, that's that's nicer than you have to be man i appreciate cool. it no. and uh and you asked me not too long ago and i'll tell you uh what you wanted to hear is album season two i got 10 songs done so uh that's coming soon
0: listen listen bro you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> and, and Anybody this, this i'm trying to tell y'all
1: i'm thinking april i'm thinking april is gonna be it like i got 10 done and i kind of want to put like a couple more because i feel like i haven't said everything i want to say but i could put something out tomorrow if i want it it's 10 finished
0: is it any other stuff i heard
1: yeah yeah. it's two of them from there <laughs> it's time it's time
0: <laughs> oh for sure <laughs> for Sure, here. i heard you could have released but if, if it's two of them bad boys man fire! oh my yeah, god that was so i appreciate cool. it <laughs> flames. So, yeah, I'm nah, i adulterated flames yeah appreciate that, bro.
1: you'll be you'll be one of the first to get it man
0: word thank you so much yeah <laughs> that, I'm telling you man people don't know and I man there's just so much great talent in our area bro. like yeah yeah individuals you know what I mean that we are just always in contact with and cross so I'm I'm excited to hear that man I'm encouraged um as you know myself I've still been working yeah stuff man um even some new stuff that you, you haven't heard yet but it's time brother it's and, time. You know, and we, we're definitely gonna be contacting you too yeah show. man yeah we got a few things we about to pump out we just finished the photo shoot for for the um promo and all that stuff okay so now that's done um it's, it's, it's video time yeah you already know. To <laughs> yes sir
1: yeah so well, shoot man I, I appreciate your time today man and uh and we'll get back up man we'll be in touch soon bro
0: okay appreciate you man all, all right, right man bless you too bless you